0: A fault is a weakness, a defect, a fracture. Faults divide, tear, and consume. Here in the city of Chester's Chasm, we struggle to maintain that precarious balance over the precipice in the earth, in our lives, and in our hearts. This story is about four teenagers with faults of their own. The
1: fault between my faith and freedom The fault between my family and identity.
2: The fault between my choice and my obligation.
3: The fault between my life and death.
0: As these fractures grow, we stand at the edge and ask what must we sacrifice to sate the Void's endless hunger. Is it possible that the answer lies within all our fault? Greetings, and welcome to All Our Faults, a Monster Hearts 2 actual play podcast. As always, I am your hostess and MC for this series, Mistress Winter. In our last chapter, Michael literally ran into the object of his obsession to adorable slapstick effect. Crispin and Celine got sour first impressions of the influencer and fellow student Sarah Paisley. And Bert was summoned to assist his boss in some very menial tasks. Just as a quick update, I am still working on the Monster Hearts Primer bonus episode that I promised you, but I should have that out soon. So thank you for your patience. Stay tuned after the chapter to hear about another Monster Hearts podcast that you might like. I know I do. Please enjoy. Chapter 7 That which calls to us. Lunchtime. Bert is oddly absent. Though when you ask about, if anybody asks about, he's homesick.
3: That is unusual. I'll at least send him a text.
0: Okay. I believe that Crispin and Celine would be sitting relatively far apart.
4: I think Crispin goes to sit in their usual spot, hoping that she will come sit next to him.
0: She will pointedly find Jacob. Jacob is sitting with Taylor. The two are near each other, but they're not interacting actively. Taylor's on their phone doing something as they take small bites of a sandwich. Jacob is... Sketching in a large sketchbook.
1: I shall sit myself down directly next to him. Almost too close for us being like not a couple, but I don't think I'll mine. So I will just sit myself down. Hey, mind if I sit here?
0: I just don't don't shake the table. I I didn't I was doing my lines. I didn't touch the table. Okay, I'm just saying don't touch the table. I get it. I I knew you would. It's all good. And he goes back to carefully, methodically tracing these bold lines.
1: It's like whatever he's doodling, any good?
0: Uh, Impressively good. Okay. He's sketching this cityscape. Looks to be a cityscape of Chester's Chasm, probably from a hillside. Michael, what are you doing?
3: Not eating. I'm going to go in if Bert isn't there. I guess Crispin's a sad boy. I'm into that. I'm going to go look at Crispin and I guess bug him. As long as there's a good view of William in the distance.
4: Is there such a thing as a bad view of William?
3: Only if I can't see him.
4: William is eating more
0: or less alone. Has a nice part of the table, like the long lunch tables. He's... Sitting in a section by himself, there's a good three, four feet before the next person. And he is taking notes on something that he's reading as he picks at his meager food. And when I say meager, it's not, it's just like small bites of things. Looks like there's some fruit,
4: cheese. It's a charcuterie board. Yeah, yeah, essentially.
3: Huh. I'll walk over to Crispin. Hey, big boy, you look happy.
4: That was, that was sarcasm, right?
3: You catch on fast. Why the long face?
4: No reason. It's fine. It's it's dumb.
3: Oh. Her, huh?
4: I just should stop talking. I, every time I talk, I get myself in trouble.
3: Oh, you'll never get anywhere talking like that. Have a little confidence. You were getting somewhere.
4: I mean, not anywhere I wanted to be. She's over sitting with Jacob. Now I'm sitting here with you. No offense.
3: None taken. At least you're taking a step up in the world. Did you, you know, talk to her about it? Like a big boy?
4: There's nothing to say. I said something stupid. She got upset.
3: Then you didn't talk about it ever again, and now she's still mad.
4: Yeah, she's still mad, and-
3: Good job. It's a good thing you're bottling up all those feelings.
4: Even if I did talk to her, I would just say something stupid again.
3: Maybe, but at least you tried. As we all know, I'm the king of communicating my feelings.
4: That was sarcasm again, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. Good job. But maybe, if you said something, you might make a little headway. What's the worst? She doesn't talk to you ever again? You're already there.
4: Maybe she'd be happier never talking to me again. Maybe she'd be better off. Maybe I'm the worst part of her life.
3: Wow. I thought I was the donor.
4: You can't be pretty and sad.
3: Oh, yes, you can. You're doing it. You're not that bad.
4: When Michael says you're doing it, Crispin will flush bright red. I think this is the closest he's ever come to being flirted with, especially by not a girl. And I don't think he knows what to do with that. So he's just going to go bright pink and just stare at his lunch tray.
3: Oh, wait a minute. Crispin. Yeah, I'm going to lean in. Crispin, I didn't realize. Do you swing both ways? And uh can I try turning Crispin on?
4: I mean, yes, you can. Crispin doesn't know what the fuck he is. Like, it, let's go.
3: I don't I rolled I rolled a 3 plus 2 is 5. So, I think there's <laughs> too, it's too public for Crispin is my guess. I don't know how you feel, but
4: he's too aggressively oblivious.
3: <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> So, I'm just gonna le- react the way you want to react. This does not work. I'm just gonna lean in and be like, Crispin, what if we found a quiet little spot and uh, tried something?
4: I, I don't. It, Crispin's gonna look over and, and realize how close Michael has gotten. And he's just gonna be like,
3: As he's breathing on your neck?
4: Yeah. And he's just gonna be like, Are you like cold or something? Like, do you want to borrow my jacket?
3: Uh... Wow, that usually doesn't happen. Hmm, okay.
1: Celine is definitely watching all of this happen. Like, she's sitting next to Jacob, but I imagine that she's facing where Michael and Crispin are sitting, and so she's just kind of watching all of this happen. And she does not look happy.
3: Oh, and is it pointed? Oh, then Michael will make some eye contact, pulling away from our idiot friend Crispin. With a smirk.
1: Her face will flash in a way that you definitely have never seen. There seems almost something dangerous to it, but it quickly, like, it's there and gone. And she just continues to kind of glare at you before pointedly putting her shoulder over and looking down at Jacob and, like, engaging in conversation with him.
3: Hmm. Color me intrigued. So Crispin... If that wasn't gonna do it for you, maybe you should do something about all these sad boy feelings and go talk to her.
4: Crispin, for the first time, very carefully watching Celine sit down, is going to cast her a look and say she's already busy talking to him. I would just be ruining her good time.
3: She was really busy looking at me talk to you.
4: You're her friend. Like she's she was just probably say I don't. Ah. Uh. <sighs>
3: You're really dense, aren't you?
4: I think that is not the first time Crispin has been called dense today. The first time was uh, during study time with his father this early this morning before being allowed to come to school. And I think he's just gonna say, you know what? Sometimes there's just only so much space in my, in, in me. And he's going to, like, slam his hands down on the table, push up, and just, like, stalk out of the cafeteria. Totally overwhelmed. I don't think he has the emotional intelligence to pinpoint that he has just been, like, deeply triggered by that phrasing. But he's just like, I need to leave this room before I start bawling my eyes out. And I'm just going to go, like, if he can get outside and, like, lay down under a tree or something, he will. But worst case scenario, he will hole up in, like a bathroom somewhere.
3: Can I make a motion for Crispin to shut me down? That felt like I was being shut down,
4: yeah, actually, I would love to do that. Um, and please feel free to call these out to me because I am still learning this game. But yeah, so of cold It's gonna be an
0: eight. So not the worst, but also not great. Success with consequences. So, in that case, you come across poorly, thus the upset, and Michael will give you a condition, but you get to choose one of the following. Either they lose a string on you if they have one, which I think Michael does, they gain a condition, so you give Michael a condition, or you take one forward.
4: Um, yeah, I'll take a, I'll take a forward.
0: Okay. Michael, what is that condition?
3: Ah, yeah, I think that he is sensitive. All right.
0: The cafeteria has a door that leads outside because there are some picnic tables where during the better days, students can head out and eat outside as long as they return their trays, according to Miss Hastings. Now, the school being in the city... Limit how much grounds it actually has. Uh, So it's more like a large
4: lawn. This is a much nicer high school than I went to. Same.
1: Yeah. As Crispin leaves the cafeteria. Because, I mean, yes, I'm pointedly not looking at you. But I'm still definitely like doing it. (laughs) I'm definitely watching Crispin and Michael still. Um, I will definitely notice the agitation, the getting up, the stalking out of the cafeteria, and I will follow you with my eyes. And when you like start to leave, I'm going to almost start to get up without even real, to follow you without even realizing that that is what I'm
0: doing. Celine, as you instinctively get up to follow, your eyes track the windows that were behind Crispin and Michael. There is the flash. ...of dark fur just at the bottom of the windows that runs across the length of them. There is a ghostly howl somewhere nearby...
1: As I see the fur, and particularly as I hear the howl, I will fall back kind of against the table and slightly into Jacob, so essentially doing exactly what I told him I wasn't going to do. Like, I'm not going to touch the table earlier. And it's in, like, a scramble that I fall back into him, and I'm not even registering that he is sitting
0: there. Oh, oh come on. Uh, I'm, man, now there's, like, a, a line to do the whole thing. Thanks, Celine. I will
1: turn to him, pure confusion and pure horror and fear on my face as I do.
0: Michael, there's a new feeling that arises in you. You were just preying on Crispin to an extent. And that feeling of predation is suddenly being amped. And you just feel the call of the
3: hunt. I think my fangs pop a little bit. Usually they're retracted, but I think my fangs have popped a little bit and my eyes may have gotten a little redder. Usually they're gray. Where's it coming from?
0: The sound of that howl seems to have awoken that. It was almost an invitation to join a hunt And something tells you that the target of that hunt is nearby.
3: Do I know where it is?
0: Give me a gaze into the abyss.
3: I'd love to. Ooh, plus dark, right? Yes. That's an eight.
0: It's near. And something just draws your attention to Selene.
3: Well, let's get a little closer. And coming up from behind you, Selene
1: huge jump like an unreasonable this is a horror movie level jump and she kind of like puts her fists up not in any way of like indicating she actually knows how to fight just in that like you startled me way and she'll turn and just what 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 are you doing what are you doing here what do you want
3: hi
0: hey hey man I I don't know what your game is because I I know you like like into guys I think but yeah like like she's she's my date I know I mean at least she was freaking messed up my freaking
3: was did you hear that celine he used the past tense you should have better taste in men i just wanted to say hi to my friend you know
0: Uh, no no i i'm i'm joking oh my god can i hypnotize him you can try
3: i would love to no it's not it's a i rolled two ones so no matter what i do it's a fail
0: He is not paying attention. His entire attention is on this huge black line through his cityscape that he's trying desperately to try and salvage. Oh, man. This took me like fucking 20 hours.
3: Well, never mind then. Celine, do you have a minute?
1: Uh, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, sorry, Jacob. I know that. I'm just gonna go. I'm sorry. Follow me. And I will. Well, hey- Hey, we're, we're still on, right? Yeah, yeah, I'll text you. Right? It's all good. All right. He seems so thrilled. Um, I think as I kind of join Michael, Michael, you would feel this aura of something you probably can't quite put your finger on. There's a supernaturalness to it, but also it's very, it's like prey-like, a, like mark of prey, so to speak. That's just kind of radiating from Celine, particularly in this moment.
3: You know, there's something odd about you, I've noticed.
1: I don't don't know what you mean.
3: I think you do, but that wasn't the point, I think. Crispin, I don't know exactly what happened, but he's an idiot.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I kind of gathered that.
3: And he refuses to talk to you because he thinks it's pointless and I'm gonna get really close to you like zero personal space
1: she will freeze
3: and he ran away because I kept suggesting he should and I think whatever he did or said he just needs to apologize but he said it's futile And I'm going to just sort of lean in. Can I roll to keep my cool?
0: Yes, you can. Specifically, because on top of your vampiric nature, there's an external influence. It's almost like a voice at the back of your head. Someone whispering.
3: I rolled 11. I will pull myself away. There really is something odd About you? I don't know what it is. I'm sure you do. Whatever that may be. Talk to the boy. He's dumb and sweet. And I know you like him. I saw the way you looked after I leaned into him.
1: For half a second, I will essentially get really aggressive and come out of this prey-frozen mentality for just a second to almost square up to you and just... It is not my responsibility to fix what he said. If he feels that bad about it, he can come find me and apologize. And the fight will immediately leave my body after saying that.
3: You'll probably notice my fang protruding when it didn't before. Interesting. Uh, I, I get it. But you both clearly like each other. One of you has to be smart.
1: Well, maybe it would just be better if he stayed away from me so no one gets hurt.
3: Which one of you would be the one to get hurt?
0: Him, most likely.
3: If you say so.
0: Crispin, you went outside to find isolation so that you can be with your emotions and to calm yourself down. You become aware of... Something large moving through the area. But when you look about, you do not see anything out of the ordinary. The unordinary thing is that strange howl that echoes through the lawn from a source unseen. As the howl breaks that city ambiance, a flock of crows is spooked. And you see... Scarlet standing in the epicenter where the crows took off from.
4: I'm gonna turn to her. Oh, I, I didn't see you there. That was that was weird. Were you, were you feeding them? We were discussing things
0: until the son of Fenrir came around. The what? She simply smiles grimly before she heads back inside.
4: I think Crispin will walk over there to the spot where she was and just he knows a little bit about the crows but they've always liked scarlet more and been more interested in her though he won't admit it crispin is deeply jealous of this so i think he's just going to look around just to see if there's anything out of the ordinary in that spot give me a gaze into the abyss oh boy i don't know if
0: we've established this yet but what does this look like for crispin when you kind of activate that sixth sense?
4: For Crispin, it's a full-on prayer. You know, he's been praying his entire life. His first words were prayers. But I think more and more recently, his prayers have been less God-focused and more just to whoever's listening. I rolled a five, and I have a negative one, so that's going to be a four.
0: There are pieces of trash pieces of glass, little meaningless pieces of uh, shiny fodder that litter a small uh, mound in the grass, but nothing that sticks out as meaningful.
4: I think the thing that she said about Fenrir sticks with him. He is not very connected with the cultural zeitgeist. Anything beyond his own Christian faith is, is... largely unknown to him but I think after the conversation he overheard between uh, Scarlet and Celine this morning he's feeling left out so not knowing what else to do with himself right now because there's still time left in the lunch period and Juanita's still busy. I think he's gonna take a trip to the library and look up Fenrir.
0: Bird, you had spent most of the daylight with Mr. Amudo in his investigation of the adulterer.
2: Yeah, gotta pay the bill somehow.
0: <laughs> yeah, gotta pay the bills. Afterwards, he dropped you off at home, along with your bike, and reminded you to look into the homeless camp issues.
2: Yeah, the afflictions.
0: You notice that your dad is home. His Jeep is in the driveway. What is the home light?
2: I think the yard, it's like passable, but it could be better. His dad hires somebody, but only when he remembers to contact them to re-up what they need to do. When you drive past, it's not like in disarray, but at the same time, it's like, there are not a lot of people here and there's not, you know, I'm always out and about, dad's always out and about, sister is always, you know, she lives in another town and she comes and visits and does what she can. And I think the inside of the home is the same way. It's like nicely decorated kind of got that veneer of like, oh, a normal family lives here. But in a sense that we don't touch anything, we're so in and out that it kind of has that picture perfect state just because it's not being actively lived in all the time.
0: So you stick to the walkway as you move up to the front door, avoiding the grass that has begun to overgrow because your dad has forgotten to call the lawn care for a number of weeks. But as you're going into winter, the thought is occurring less and less as the grass starts to brown and die for the season. You step into the home and you find your father in the sparse kitchen at the counter with an array of pills and bottles. He seems to be sorting them, peering at them closely, Then taking some notes on a notebook before he moves on to another set of pills of a different color or shape or size. He does not seem to notice you enter.
2: I just kind of glance over at him. And then as I head upstairs to my room, I'm just like, hey, I didn't know you were going to be here.
0: Mm. Yeah, well, I do live here. That's
2: I mean, you do. It's kind of debatable. We haven't really seen you. I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks now. But, you know, I'm just doing what I can, working, going to school. There's not too much going on around here.
0: This is how you want to start this? Just come in and razz me? Oh,
2: I wasn't trying to start anything. I was just giving you facts. I was just, oh, hey, I didn't realize you were here. Like, I didn't mean anything by it or whatever. I'm just here. I did some did some stuff, went to school. I'm back. So I might be heading out tonight delivering pizzas or, you know.
0: Good that you're keeping down a job.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it's the least I can do to help out around here, but... You heard from Lily? Uh, no, I was about to ask you if you heard any update. Um, it's been a minute since I talked to her. I, know I'm, I'm, I thought we were going to go up and visit her and see her new apartment and everything, but I don't know, our schedules are all crisscrossy, so we haven't really had a chance to meet up, I guess, or come to a consensus point of when that trip is going to happen.
0: As I understand it. We might have to wait until Thanksgiving.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, cool. Um, that's usually when families hang out. I, that makes sense. Um, she probably has like a fall break or something. I guess i, I do too. had need to check my syllabus and schedule. It's been... School's been a little bit interesting. I joined Yearbook Club. Way to get some extra credits. Yearbook Club. What a joke. I mean, it, it kind of is. I'm just... It's just something to, you know, pass the time, because who wants to be here all day, all by yourself? Made some friends, I think. Some some other cool people are in there. Friends, huh? Yeah. Um, you know, people my age. Someone to talk to. It's cool. Well, it would be nice if you
0: talked to me once in a while.
2: I could. We're talking now, but it is it is hard. You are gone on trips, and this company sends you different places and stuff like that, so it's, it's kind of hard to catch you sometimes. Again. You're saying that I'm I'm gone too much? I'm gone a lot too. I'm, I'm, I'm taking ownership of that as well. I'm just saying that, you know, it's hard to connect with you sometimes, like, when you're gone and, you know, I'm either at school or here or, you know, out on the delivery route doing the pizza thing. So there's not too many places I could be, but, I don't know, it seems like you kind of are here, there, and everywhere. In the times you are here, you're passed out on the couch, which I get it, you know, working hard and everything, but
0: you just don't quit. Would it be better for you if, you know, I quit my job? No, I mean, we need to... If I was around all the time? No, I'm not saying I, that. I am. I am sorry that I can't
2: be here like your mother was. I, I get it. Like, we're processing it differently. I just... I'm not saying anything against you. I'm not saying that, you know, it would be nice if you were here, if it would be nice if we could talk, but at the same time... I get it. You're doing a lot of things, and I appreciate the things that you do, working and everything to provide this house and groceries and, you know, the bike. I'm really appreciative of that and everything. I'm just, I'm not trying to attack you. I'm just saying honestly that, you know, it has been nice to have people to talk to.
0: Have you been going to that therapist that Lily was trying to get us to go to? I went a couple of times. Everything you're spouting right now just reeks of therapy. And that is just a bunch of hawk.
2: Interesting point. I, I've been a couple times that I felt like it's helpful. Are you always so agreeable? Not always, because I was about to counterpoint in saying that I feel like talking might be a better better alternative than what you do, just pumping people full of poison and pills to lessen their symptoms. So maybe talking through it and kind of coming to a natural consensus is a little bit better than just deading the feeling altogether. That's that's a lot.
0: This is not deading
2: the feeling these pills
0: correct an imbalance they correct and make people feel better
2: do you stand by that do you feel that 100 percent that that's what they do yes then why didn't they help mom is my only question why isn't she better why doesn't she feel better she's not here to feel so what went wrong with your pills there is there was there something wrong with her
0: If you will, please give me a shut someone down.
2: Yeah, that is a one. Oh no. (laughs) My cold is minus one and I rolled a two.
0: In response to you bringing up that failing, you see the anger boil over his fists, hit the counter, the pills jumping up and scattering before he wipes his arm across the... The whole of it, scattering them across the kitchen linoleum. Don't you ever, ever think that I did anything than the best for your mother. If we had had the means, if we had the support to be able to go into those programs, those tests, to be able to get the drugs that she needed, then
2: maybe, maybe she'd still be here. I mean, we were all trying, like I got a side job, Lily got a side job, she deferred her first semester of college to help out, like we all were doing what we could. I just don't know why you don't want to talk about it, that's all I'm saying. I think talking about it is better than trying to fix it with these pills and just pretending like it didn't happen, because it, ha- it did happen, she's not here, we can't take that back, fix that. If I could, I would. I couldn't save her. None of us could. I think that's the reality of it. But I'm going to help them find a way to help
0: others like her.
2: I understand it's a cycle. And I think in some way, maybe I'm trying to find my own way to help. But I don't know. I don't know what, where that path is going to lead me. I'm certainly not going to do it delivering pizzas. It's something that gets me out of the house. And then I think i just walk upstairs and just end the conversation.
0: Celine, you're relaxing Wednesday night. You've finished your homework waiting to see if Crispin will send anything to reestablish that communication. When your compact begins to chime, it's this very musical, ethereal chime that only you can hear. I imagine it's
1: been a while since I've heard that sound.
0: It has. It's been very intermittent between your spring break, and now. You've talked to your father probably two, maybe three times since then. And most of the time, he's been very harried, having to rush from one point to another, looking for safety, even if only temporary.
1: Uh, so as soon as I hear that, I will leap for my compact. I imagine I keep it like on my bedside table, If I'm laying on my bed, it's kind of this like half lunge, like diving for it, nearly tossing myself off of my bed in my rush to get to the mirror. And I will immediately open it up.
0: You pop it open and the swirling shadows in the mirror coalesce into the image of your father. (sighs) Celine, it is good to see you. Father,
1: it's, it's been a while. Are, are you safe? Are you okay?
0: For now, yes. We have found what I'm told is a more permanent safe house. It is where we may be able to recover and begin to plan our next actions. There's a look of sadness and deeper worry lines on his face.
1: Is something troubling you?
0: We have lost... Some very good Fay Individuals that I had been very close with and have known since I was a boy. It has been hard.
1: I, I am sorry to hear that.
0: But I'm safe, and that's what's important. What also is important is knowing if you are safe. I know we haven't had much time to talk, and I don't know how you're doing.
1: I am okay, I suppose. Trying to be as safe as I, as I can be. What do you mean? Uh, something followed me.
0: Something. You mean something from the Wild Hunt? I-, I suppose if if that's who
1: they were, then yes, something. Something from the Wild Hunt.
0: That is most distressing. The Wild Hunt are insatiable, unrelenting, and true to their name they will not stop the hunt. Until they have caught their prey. And even then, there is only but a respite.
1: I can feel it watching me sometimes, I think.
0: You are not going to be able to shake it. At least not without assistance.
1: Then then what do I do? its It's getting closer. I can feel it.
0: Then we must train you, or at least equip you somehow to be able to throw it off your scent.
1: How? How do we do that?
0: He motions to someone outside the mirror, Selene, this is my most trusted and lead hunter, Naradia. She will be able to tell you how best to throw a hunter off your trail. Okay. Into the mirror comes a very rugged looking fae. Lots of scarring around her face. Short, cropped hair. But still seems to sparkle. Hey, kid. Greetings. I hear you got someone on your tail.
1: Uh, yes, yes, I do. It's, uh, something from the Wild Hunt. And it's been following me since I left.
0: Well, uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. The Wild Hunt, when they mark you, that's usually a death sentence.
1: That's essentially what Father said.
0: Yes, well, at least uh, he wasn't lying to you, you know? So, we're going to talk you through some things that you can do in order to, well, live a little bit longer, yeah? At least until we can get free from here and come take care of it. Oh, okay. All right. A lot of creatures especially their dogs, wolves, creatures that they run with, rely on scent. That is number one. Especially in the mortal realm, there are all kinds of scents and smells and easy to get lost in, right? Well, not if you're fae, because you kind of stand out. So, you can spread your scent around. And how do I do that? Well, short of uh, marking a whole bunch of different trees, and and you know what I mean.
1: Uh, Yes, I do. I would really rather not do that.
0: Hey, you know, desperate times, but short of marking trees, well, uh, you can can have sex. Uh, Excuse me? It's one of the easiest ways to have your pheromones rub off on someone else. Most powerful, too.
1: What does that mean for the other person?
0: It means that they get to play decoy.
1: I admit I don't love the idea of that. Unless I were to find someone truly awful who, who might deserve it.
0: Well, maybe you've got a short list. I don't know. I'm just telling you what works. What also works, you can maybe find someone who's skilled in some form of magic. They can provide wards or other misdirection illusions things like that
1: i think i might know someone i can ask or at
0: least at least somewhere to start all right now all of that is temporary unless you decide to hole up in your house and cover yourself in wards and never leave i I'd, I'd like to still leave
1: how temporary is it
0: wards wear out? The scent that you leave on things and people will fade pretty quickly.
1: A- and you, you do not know when you or, or or father will be able to help.
0: We're under a lot of threats right now, so I do not know when we're going to be able to make it back to the portal. Uh,
1: of course, of course. I don't. I, I didn't mean to. You're dealing with such bigger problems I I didn't mean to insinuate
0: otherwise. Look, kid, it's bleak. I'm gonna shoot straight with you. You're gonna have to grow up really fast to be able to handle this, but you can handle this, right? I think think so. Well, you better because your dad over here, it's important to him. And if he were to lose you because you were careless or hesitant. I won't be. good. I can I can do it for father. Oh, one last thing, especially on the scent and sight even. Lose yourself in a crowd. Okay. Cause it plays all kinds of havoc and they can't distinguish.
1: So I should really stop spending so much time alone.
0: It's just one way.
1: Okay. I I I will make the appropriate moves.
0: Good. Be adaptable. Be confident. And you'll be all right?
1: Yes, ma'am, I will be.
0: Good, and we will talk to you soon.
1: Uh, Just give father my love, please.
0: Your father will appear very briefly. I love you, Celine.
1: I love you too, father.
0: We'll get through this. We will. And the mirror will go dark and return to the normal reflection that you would see in it.
1: I will stare at it for a few moments just kind of taking in everything that was said to me on top of the falling out with Crispin and the fact that I'm 16 years old. Uh, This is a lot. So I will uh, stare for a while before closing the compact and tossing it to the end of my bed and then just curling in on myself.
0: By chance, you get a text from Lily. Okay. What does she call you?
2: Wasn't ready for nicknames <laughs> <laughs> or pet names. I think she calls me Bird.
0: Bird. Why?
2: As a kid, I don't think I could pronounce "Bert" correctly, so I think I said "Bird," and then that's what what stuck.
0: That is absolutely adorable, and I love all of that. So the text will start, "Bird." You up?
2: Uh, I'll text back. Yeah, just got uh, just got back home.
0: Your televideo app starts up and it's a call from Lily.
2: Okay. I think I'm going to dust off my desk, my little desk in my room. And even though the rest of the house is kind of like picturesque, my room is atrocious just because there's no one really policing me. And I have all my cases and all my weird shit everywhere trying to like occult books, trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. So I try to like make a clean space and make an area of the wall that looks presentable and then just like, oh, hey, hey, Lily, what's up? Hey bird. Hey, how are how are things? How's college? How's school?
0: Oh, I am losing my mind already. I'm only a few days into it, and I've already had to stuff three eight hundred page novels into my head in a very short amount of time. But you know what? I'm 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 in it. Yeah. This is this is this is happening. I bet. How about you? How how have your first days of you're a sophomore, right? I am a sophomore. How how is sophomore year treating you?
2: Yeah, it's it's interesting. I'm in Yearbook Club. Not something I was expecting, but I'm trying to find, you know, some of the big mysteries that are happening around town. This is a weird little town. Um met some cool people. Yeah, I deliver pizzas. There's a local pizza joint, so just to get some, some money. Dad's here, there, everywhere, around sometimes. Just spoke with them just now. Didn't go well. I don't know. I'm trying to do the best I can. Just trying to move forward.
0: He's not drinking,
2: is he? Um, every now and then he says it's to take the edge off, but I don't know. He seems to be doing better with it when he can.
0: He promised me. He promised me he'd go see someone.
2: I don't know how feasible that is because we, during our discussion, he brought that up and said that you had seen somebody. I went a couple sessions. I had talked and he doesn't think that that's really worth mentioning. He's, Still thinks that those pills and concoctions that he can kind of put together with what he gets from work can do a better job than connecting with somebody. And that's an uphill battle.
0: Um, if it gets too bad, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll keep an eye on him. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried. I just casually mentioned that I hadn't really seen him in a couple of days and he took it as an attack. And then if you bring it up, he's going to know that I told you and then you know, and then... Well, maybe maybe he said maybe around Thanksgiving we can all hang out and maybe as a family we can talk about how we're all doing and catching up.
0: Yes, I do have Thanksgiving break coming up, at least toward the end of the semester. I am going to be kind of slammed with exams, though. You know what, we'll we'll play it by ear, but, you know, Bird, if, if you need me, you know that I'll be right there.
2: Yeah, of course. Of course. I, I know that. I just want to make sure that, you know, you're adjusted as well. I know it's been a lot coming in kind of second semester trying to do your thing. It is. But we're holding it down here. (laughs) Good. For the most part.
0: Yeah, it's a lot. And there's a lot of work ahead of me. I know that you're in a tough spot, but I was thinking that when I graduate and I get into the biz, you can come live with me. Oh. We'll we'll get a place and you won't have to worry about dad.
2: Yeah, but who's going to look after dad if we're somewhere?
0: He can take care of himself, right?
2: Um, kind of. I don't know. Like, that's kind of my main reason for sticking around, is just to keep an eye on him.
0: He isn't your responsibility, you know?
2: No, but that's what families do, right? We look out for each other.
0: Yeah, I suppose. Well, you know I always got you, though.
2: No, of course. Of course.
0: Okay. So, got any crushes on anybody? And I do have a question as an MC. Did she know about your crush
2: slash pseudo-relationship with Michael? I think I would have, like, hinted at it, but I don't know if I would have said Michael outright. Like, yeah, there's somebody I know. They're cool, I guess. But probably in the turmoil in the past year, I didn't have time to just spill the tea with my sis. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Mom dying, dad drowning in work. We're all kind of being pulled apart. <laughs> I don't think i like, hey, there's this boy.
0: <laughs> you finding anybody you're interested in?
2: I mean, there's, i got my eye on someone there. They're uh, they're cool. Whoa. We're in yearbook club.
0: Oh my baby bird, oh.
2: Okay, all right. This is this is why I don't tell you things, <laughs> uh, because of that reaction. Do you know anything about like photography or like vintage art or anything like?
0: Ah, uh, you you know that I've never been like super creative or anything, but I've got a really good friend. Mm-hmm. She is a art major. Okay. And I, I think she knows a guy who's into photography.
2: Okay, that's like three steps removed. So we may need a shorter bridge to get to that. But just...
0: It's what I've got,
2: man. Okay, I mean, I, I will appreciate if if you could tell her to send her friend some tips and tricks and kind of like maybe some vintage photography knowledge my way that could that could help start a conversation.
0: All right, I'll hook you up.
2: Okay, cool. But yeah, um, he's really popular. So it's kind of hard to mean seen in the crowd
0: he's popular oh uh,
2: to an extent he he kind of like keeps to a distance but people keep going the distance to see him
0: i'm gonna need pictures i need pictures of this man
2: yeah uh i when the yearbook comes out i'm sure i'll have like a press copy or something like that maybe i can bring thanksgiving because all of our staff photos will be in there and he's part of the yearbook staff
0: but isn't the yearbook supposed to be at the end of the year
2: who knows I could try to find him on social media. I haven't really looked.
0: All right. Well, I'm excited for you, Bird. Wanted to make sure you're doing okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm doing the best I can. Hold it down. I'm glad you're doing all right. And for big things for you in school. I'm excited for you. You're the smartest person I know.
0: Thanks. That's real sweet. You're going to give me a toothache. All right. Get out of here, Bird. I've got to go study.
2: Okay. Yeah, I got some homework to do, and then I got another, another side gig.
0: All right. I'll chat at you later.
2: All right. See you, Lily.
0: Our eternal gratitude to the Tabletop Tailspinners Network and Director Emma Kokar for all of the resources and guidance you provide to make this show a success. My continued praise to my wonderful cast, Abby Marie Carter, who plays Celine, Ben, who plays Bert, Juicy Garland, who plays Michael, and Kat Kelly, who plays Crispin. I am your most gracious host, Mistress Winter. Our socials are listed in the show notes if you would like to look us up. If you like this show, we encourage you to spread the word. Tell some friends about us and get them caught up so that you can share in this story together. We highly recommend binge listening. Should you feel so inclined to support us financially, we have a Ko-fi site. Our sponsors get extra goodies, and behind-the-scenes peeks, and all of the proceeds go back into the TTN productions that you love. So it's a total we win and you win twice sort of deal. Finally, I have referenced them before, and now I am straight up going to roll an ad for a sibling podcast called These Silent Secrets by Ghostlight Media. Not only is it a great show, but the people are amazing and so generous with their feedback and support. Please check them out. You know, while you're waiting for the next chapter of All Our Faults. Thank you for lending us your hearts for a while. We wish them health and love until we meet again.
3: Fade in on Harborvale. A sleepy town in coastal Maine its residents continually harrowed by an unyielding mist that intrudes from the Atlantic. And, much like the town, veiled by this persistent precipitation, its residents veil secrets of their
2: own. Secrets of an ancestral curse, and the desire to embrace it. Secrets of justice, distributed in the shadows.
4: Secrets of newfound duty, and a life left behind.
3: Secrets of bestial instinct, clawing its way to the surface. And as we cast our eyes towards these silent secrets, we shall delve even deeper into what truly transpires down by the bay. These Silent Secrets is a Monster Hearts 2 Actual Play Podcast.
0: This has been a tale from the Tabletop Tailspinners Network.